up, everybody? This is Nikki Hines, and you are listening to the Nikki Hines Podcast. This week, I have a question for all of you. Why are you waiting? Why not just start now? It seems like these days, everyone wants to be more active and eat healthier. I see posts all the time about it being a new year, a new month, a new week, but I have a question for you. Why wait until then? If being more active and eating healthier is something you really want to do, why not start right now? Why wait for a Monday or a new month or even a new year? Why not start making changes right now and begin forming the new habits and routines needed to find success? Why wait to start eating healthier? Do we really need to wait until all of the unhealthy snacks and food are out of the house? Do we really need to wait until we have the time to meal prep for an entire week? Can we start right now by having smaller portions or skipping seconds? Maybe we could skip the drive through and opt for just stopping by a grocery store and picking up a rotisserie chicken and a microwave bag of frozen veggies instead. It might not sound like a big change. However, change, no matter how small it is, can yield big results if we're consistent with it. If you've been following me for a while, you know I talk about this a lot. It's honestly the key to my success over the last decade. You can begin practicing balance with food right now. You don't need to wait for a Monday. You don't need to wait for a new month in order to do that or a new week. It's okay to set limits for yourself too. As a matter of fact, you have to set some limits. Otherwise, you'll just set yourself up for setbacks. And while I say that, setbacks are 100% normal. It's just part of the journey, but when you don't set those limitations for yourself, it makes it harder to ever take that first step towards the goal. If you're a mom, this gets even harder when it comes to food because snacks may be your biggest trigger. And when you have kids, there are snacks everywhere you turn. Something that worked for me was I moved those snacks from being at an eye level shelf um, in my cabinet to a lower level so that the kids saw it, but I didn't necessarily see it. And this was when my kids were old enough that they were able to just grab their own snacks. If you don't want your kids to have access to snacks whenever they want them, I don't blame you for not putting them in a lower cabinet, but maybe separate your food from the cabinet where the snacks are kept. This way you are not triggered by them every single time you go to grab something to eat for yourself. These little changes, something as small as that, can make a huge difference in your journey. Just like if you have a partner, a lot of times this happens, you have a husband or a wife who decides that they want to start making changes to the way that they eat or exercise more and their spouse just isn't on board with it yet. It's okay for your spouse to not wanna do this with you. That's like one of the first things that you really need to realize. Like this is your journey, it's no one else's. And because it's your journey and not anyone else's, you also can't blame them for not being on board as to why you aren't making the progress that you wanna make, right? So it's okay for you to be honest with your spouse and for you to let them know like, Hey, you know those Cheetos that you eat all the time, like when we're watching Netflix? Those are a huge trigger for me. I know you don't have any interest in doing this right now, but do you think maybe you can switch to a different snack? 
And nine times out of 10, your spouse will probably be like, yeah, babe, no problem. I can do that for you. And awesome. It's like, yeah, they'll still be having a snack, but maybe it's not like your key trigger snack until you are in a mindset where you can be like, no, you know what? The way I feel when I work out and eat healthier trumps the fact that I really want to eat those Cheetos right now. But you may have a spouse that is like, no, I work hard really I work really, really hard all week and I come home and want to eat my damn Cheetos while I watch Netflix and you kind of can't get mad at them about that because that is their right and it's a choice that they're making just like you wanting to get healthier is a choice that you are making. Um, it, it ties in with the owning your own shit stuff and you have to find a way to conquer this trigger that is yours. Um, and will it make your goal a little harder to reach? Yeah, it probably will. It'll There'll be some setbacks there. You may fall face first into that bag of, of Cheetos, but um, ultimately it's yours to overcome. And that might sound a little harsh, but it's just the reality of it. If you want to obtain long-term success, you have to own it. You have to own the shit that holds you back. You have to face it head on. You have to conquer it. And then you move on. And I might make it sound a little easy and it might sound a little harsh, like I said, but it kind of, it is one of those things. I am not here to sugarcoat anything for you guys at all. Um, this journey is, is difficult at times. And when you have um, spouses and family members and stuff like that, that might not see the same vision that you see, it gets harder. And that's just a reality of all of this. Um, you have to, it's, it's, it's yours to own. It's, it's what it comes down to. And maybe I'll do a podcast on all of that stuff one day. I was lucky enough that I had a ton of support as I was going through my weight loss journey, but there, there were a lot of times that those triggers were there and I, either had to allow the setback to happen because I couldn't control my cravings or I had to be really freaking strong and sit there while someone ate something that I really wanted but I knew would put me in a bad mindset because let's be honest when you screw up and you eat something that you know you shouldn't have nine times out of ten the negative conversation in your head starts and you have to get to a point where you decide What's more important? Eating the food that's going to trigger that negative mindset and that that negative self-talk or getting to a point where you're stronger and you can say no to that food. And it's going to be a, a different reaction for everyone and it's gonna be a different level of priority for everyone. So it, it, it's, it's just one of those hot topic things when it comes to all of this. Um, another big track, track, Listen to me. Another big trap as a mom is, and, and it could be as a dad too. I'm sorry. I keep saying mom because I'm a woman and I speak out of my own experience. But dads, I'm sure you guys experience this stuff too. Maybe you're an uncle and you experience it or an aunt, um, whatever the case may be. Eating your kids leftover food that's on their plate. So uh, American setback number one is our portion sizes are totally skewed, right? They're like way more food than anyone needs. And a kid's meal 
is really the size of what an adult meal should look like. So if you plop that in front of a three or four year old, chances are they're not eating all those chicken nuggets or fries and they end up sitting on the plate and what happens is you're in conversation with someone else around you and you mindlessly start eating the fries or the chicken nuggets or whatever it is that your kid has left behind. Um, my kids were really big into fries and chicken nuggets so that's just where my mind goes to. And nine times out of 10, even if you are tracking your food because you are mindlessly doing it, it never ends up in your journal. And then you're like, wait a minute, I don't understand why I had a bad week you look in your journal and you're like, I, I, my food was on point. I did good this week. This isn't working. And it's no, it's not that what you're doing isn't working. It's the fact that you mindlessly ate something and didn't put it in your journal that isn't working. So a uh, cool thing that my friend Willie Gillis does is he puts all of his food into his journal before he eats it because he feels that he is less tempted to eat something if his journal is already filled out because it's a bigger pain in the ass to go back and put it in. Um, so that's a trick that might work for some people. Um, if you're like, no, I just need to start tracking stuff and journaling it, uh, app that saved me in the beginning was MyFitnessPal. And then there's just good old fashioned pen and a notebook. Just start writing things down. Basically, if it goes on a fork and it goes into your mouth, it goes in the journal. If it's finger food and you touch it and it goes into your mouth, it goes into the journal. You cannot eat and not journal the food if you want to see results because that journal will tie back into you owning your own shit. I know you guys knew that that phrase was going to come up yet again for your weight loss journey. Like if you don't put the food into the journal and you have a bad week, you're going to look, like I said, and be like, I ate nothing but let's say grilled chicken and vegetables all week. How could I have not seen a change in the scale? This is dumb. It doesn't work. Nope. It's that you weren't honest. You have to be honest in this journey. And you, let's be honest, you guys are far too smart to be the only thing standing in your own way. Don't be your own roadblock. I was that girl who set resolutions every damn year. January would roll around and I would swear up and down that I was going to lose the weight and get my shit together, but I failed every damn year. Do you want to know why I failed? I failed because I thought I had to be perfect with my diet. I failed because I didn't learn the lesson that was presenting itself to me. And that lesson was that this is a lifestyle change and that I didn't have to conquer all of my bad habits in one day. That it was okay to put in my journal that I screwed up and ate all of my kids McDonald's fries because they didn't finish them and I'm I felt bad throwing them out or I didn't even realize in the moment that I was eating them but I did catch myself. I was at a point where I felt that if I didn't put it in my journal it didn't happen but that's not how this works. So don't fall into that trap. Remember this is all about failing forward. You're going to make mistakes. You have to make the mistake, learn the lesson, adjust the plan and keep moving forward towards your goal. 
It sounds so simple, but I know it's hard. I know it is. Nobody ever wants to be the one who, you know, falls face first into a pizza and is like, damn, I know I shouldn't have eaten that, but it happened. It happened. That's it. You just, you have to be okay with it happening. You have to just make the decision to change your habit now because that's the real deciding factor in all of this. You need to follow the mindset of slow and steady wins the race. It's not all or nothing here. Small changes stacked over time will be the deciding factor in this journey. That's it. It's small changes stacked over time that will make or break this journey for you. Being healthy is not about deprivation. It's about balance. And that balance isn't perfect. That balance isn't even what you think when you hear the word balance. It's more of an ebb and flow. It's being okay with setbacks. It's owning your own shit about what caused the setback and adjusting the approach that you take and moving on. So if you fall face first into that pizza and you're like, damn, I can't believe I just did that. It's not then negative self-talk where you beat yourself up and then you find solace in an ice cream sundae because you think that then that's going to make you feel better because it, it, it digs the hole deeper and it makes the spiral go deeper. And we don't want that. It's falling face first into the pizza, being like, okay, that happened. What chain of events happened for me to land here? What can I do differently next time? Okay, cool. I have my plan. That's what this is. And as you form that plan, you need to know that you're going to end up screwing up somewhere else. There's going to be another setback. It's going to happen. And it's okay because you're human. And this whole, this whole thing, it, it's about the whole journey. It's, it's about making time to take care of yourself. It's making yourself a priority. It's allowing yourself that time to make yourself the priority to, to start implementing these small changes that you need to make. It's being okay and acknowledging that perfection is not part of this process. If you think that perfection is key in this, you need to change that mentality right now. That mindset is not going to help you because perfection is a myth. It doesn't exist. For the longest time, I held myself back and I was my own biggest roadblock because I was chasing perfection. And when you chase perfection, you never win. Because each time you might be improving, but all you see are the little things that you didn't nail. And it just keeps moving that goalpost further back and further back and further back until you get to a point where you're like, I'm just never going to do this. And that's because perfection doesn't exist. It's not there. You have to celebrate all those small steps in between. You have to be okay with the setbacks. You have to be okay with learning the lesson. If you can identify the setback and learn the lesson, you've won especially if you implement the change that needs to go along with it. There are going to be good days and bad days. You're going to have good weeks and you're going to have god-awful weeks. You're going to want to give up, but you can't. You have to believe in yourself and know that you are worth it. You are worth the change. 
You are worth the dedication. You are worth all of the lessons. Don't be your own roadblock. Get out of your own way and start now. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Nikki Huns podcast. I have a brand new episode of Who Inspires Me Wednesday coming back this week. I'm so excited. I finally started getting back on the interview track and I hope that you guys will enjoy the conversations that I'll be releasing in the upcoming weeks. As always, if you got any value out of this podcast and nobody, anybody else who can benefit from it, please share. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to rate this podcast, I would appreciate it. If you'd like to leave a review, that would be awesome as well. If you're listening on Spotify, sharing is as easy as clicking the share button, Instagram stories, or copying the link and sharing it on whatever social media platform you enjoy. With that, thanks again for listening to the Nikki Hines podcast. I'll catch you all on the next episode.